Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running The Sox run the south The Cubs run the north But the Bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fans Cave this is a TCSF podcast with your host E-Rock and Big Z. That's right. Episode 19 is brought to you by Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. And as always, I am Big Z and I'm here with E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? We have a great show today, as always. Uh, this week, we talk some huge baseball news on the South Side. Oh, boy. We got more news on the South Side? That's right, sir. <laughs> and we talk about the Cubs and some possible roster moves. And we talk about not one, but two undefeated local college football teams. Yes, sir. And as always, in our th- three and out segment, we have our weekly Bears analyst, Il Brown, give us his X's and O's on Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. Those pesky queens. And we also have a special guest this week. We have Mike Logic from the AllNet Podcast going to talk to us about some NBA draft and see who we think the Bulls are going to pick. Do you think he's going to talk to us about balls, family? <laughs> he, he might. He might. He, he is quite in love with the balls. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to get into that, that Bears talk, uh, getting that victory. Hopefully, uh, you know, we got Bill Lazor calling plays now. So, That's true. So we might That's have true. a different outcome this week. Let's see. All right. But first, this is The Loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. What's up first, Iraq? Uh, Cubs, Chicago Cubs, they might be looking to dump some salary. Uh, let's see who might be on the chopping block. Um, Hayward's making 21 mil. That's a lot. I mean, it is, but I mean, he's been good for the team. It depends he's on what kind the of direction they're trying to go right now. So what are the Cubs going to do? They said they want to cut salary, but are they going to go full rebuild mode or retool mode? I think we're going to see what goes on because the latest trade rumor that I saw was uh, Chris Bryant and David Bodie for Arenado. Wow. Yeah, buddy. I, 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 bodie has been an important part of the team last Bodie's couple of years, Really good third baseman. I mean, his bat isn't all there, but he he's hit some pretty crucial home runs over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's but been I mean, clutch. This, this last year, um, it's been kind of all over the place. Uh, we also have Darvish, who's making uh, $22 million. Yeah. His contract's up in 2023. Brian, we kind of just talked about. Uh, Rizzo, Rizzo not going anywhere. Rizzo going to be here until he's about 47 years old. <laughs> all right, we're not getting rid of Rizzo. And, uh, Kimbrick, uh, Kimbrel. Kimbrel. Yeah, Kimbrel, Kimbrel is a big one. Yeah, but Kimbrel. who's going to want him? Who's going to want Kimbrel? I, if who? no one didn't want to sign him when he was available. Well, I mean, he he, he was actually pretty good at the end of, uh, at the, end of the season. He I did mean, turn that's it around. Thing, he did but, turn I mean, it around. He's, he's still got a contract for, like, two, what, two more years, two more seasons mm-hmm. at 16 mm-hmm. mil. Yeah. Hendricks is not going anywhere. He's he's that's signed until rock. 2024. He's that's not going rock. anywhere either. Yeah. And Baez, that's, that's another one right there because you only have one more season that he's signed to. And they need to absolutely make a deal and get by us. They need to resign and, him. Yeah, and they need get to resign him. Done with. Um, yeah. But you know that that's the thing is that Baez. I, I've been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Baez and Rizzo, those are your guys. Those are your guys going to that are going to always put butts in seats, especially with the large Puerto Rican community in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Baez is is that dude. You know. So so is Baez and uh, uh, and Rizzo your your Mark Grace and your Ryan Sandberg. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, your, I like your, that. Your, your cornerstones. I and like that. Everybody else, you know, you can build around. I mean, and, and plug and play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I really like that comparison. I think these are guys that, like I said, these this is your Kane and Taves, and, and Hendricks is your Maddox. Yes, he lays yes. very much so like a yeah. Maddox. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I feel you know we we know that Lester is no longer on the team as right. of right now. Right. But I I do really like um, Hendricks and. Uh, and Darvish as your is your one two punch up there, and, and we got to see how the rest of it's going to fill out. But we did some have some very uh, <laughs> interesting news. Yeah, this was very interesting. <laughs> we talked about it off air, but so, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, so reliever Ryan Tapera, who I believe they got over from the Rangers. Yes, 
Um, he actually got an MVP vote because he was killing it early, early on in the season. <laughs> that wasn't the reason he got the vote. That was a mistake on the on the computer screen. Really, I yes. actually didn't see that. Oh I, yeah, no. The the writer they they uh, he admitted it on Twitter. He's like, I hit the wrong button and it went through. Hey, a vote is a vote. A vote is a vote. And you know what? At the end of the day, on his baseball card and on baseball reference, he's got a vote. And and guess what? I think we proved over the last two weeks, every vote counts, baby. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's going on in the South Side, brother? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Get ready for this. I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah, buddy. buddy. Don't get too excited. I am. I'm super excited. Congratulations to Jose Envipito. Pito. That's right. I'll bring you for winning the 2020 AL MVP award. Oh, my God. He led the AL in games, played 60 this season. Yes, it was a short season. Yes. All right. Hit 76, slugging percentage 617, total bases 148, RBI 60. One RBI per game. An RBI per game, man. That's impressive. Yeah, that is. He finished second in the home runs with 19. A quick fun note, Pito had the second most home runs at Wrigley this season with six. (laughs) Only Ian Happ with eight beat him. So... You know, just saying. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. We don't want to hear that on the other side. Keep going. Keep going. I'm letting right. you have your shine. All right, right, right Thanks, thanks. Uh, he was third in runs with 43, fourth in average with 317, fifth in OPS, 987. 11 of his 19 home runs came when the White Sox were down one run. So you talk about being clutch. That's MVP, Pito. Pito. 2020 AL MVP, Jose Obreu. That's that's your boy, man. I, mean, I know we've been talking about it, even even though he has that little Albano little uh, little rubber brain. Yeah, the the, the rubber band. I don't know. Brain. I don't know what's up with that. Whatever. All right, Jose Abreu becomes the fourth player in White Sox history, fifth all time, to win the award, joining Frank Thomas in '93 and '94, Dick Allen in '72, and Nelly Fox in 1959. So he is up there with history. Jose Abreu got 21 out of 30, uh, the 30 first place votes, and he was awarded the Most Valuable Player Award. This is well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we kind of knew that about halfway through the season, that that's yeah. where we're looking at, and he seemed to be really excited to receive it as well. Yeah, I couldn't be happier for, for such a hard worker, such a humble guy. Yeah. Um, I've met him uh, numerous times you know, at Sox Fest and at games, and he's always been very gracious. So H- Humble brag. Yes, right. That's right. Uh, so he's a true leader, like I said. Uh, Abreu was uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, whole live interview. Yeah, you I, did. I, I, saw, I saw. I mean, just watching it, you know, uh, they asked him they, uh, and Abreu on his meaning of the MVP uh, being MVP. He said, "My mom, that's the meaning of the award. She's why I do every every single thing every day. It's because of her who I am." So I mean, look, this is very important to the Latin community. Yes. You know what I mean? Like everyone's mom is important to them. Yes. But I mean, in the Latin community, like your mom is everything. You know yes. what I mean? So like, you, could, you could see why he broke down in tears once he won the award. Dude, I I, I choked up. Yeah. I choked up. Uh, I'll bring you thank Renteria, Joe McEwing, and all the coaches uh, in the past, especially. You actually thank Robin Ventura. I don't know why, but whatever. Oh, I mean, he played for him. He did play for him, but yeah. All right. So, uh, and he also thanked uh, one of the, quote, most important people in his life, end quote, Jerry Reinsdorf. Reinsdorf is, is, is loyal to a fault. And I mean, we see why, because the way, you know, I mean, his, his players and his staff are loyal to him mm-hmm. because he's loyal to them. Yeah. And we, we saw, and you can see that. that. Yeah. When, when, uh, Abreu was asked about the managerial change on the, on the South side, he says, what can I say? Ricky was a great manager, a great person. And he helped me a lot. I was honored to be part of the team that he managed. At the same time, I'm really excited to have a chance to play for a manager like Tony Larusa. That sounds pre-written by someone else. Yes, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yes, because we've already heard from a couple of players around the the league that says I would no, in no way I would play for Larusa. So I can't imagine that that um, was it was it Stroman who said it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was like no shot. So I can't imagine he's the only player yeah. in the league that feels that way. But I mean, you know. Good, good on uh, Abreu for towing the company company line. That's right. Felicidades, Pito, te lo mereces. All right, now me switch gears and um, let's talk about la embarrassment. Oof, <laughs> because that's what I'm calling it, right? La embarrassment. Oh, yeah, Reinsdorf bypassed his GM, his president of operations. You know, Kenny Williams. I really don't like that guy, but whatever. <laughs> in hiring his manager, uh, who the MLB fans were upset about the hiring. Uh, casual fans were hired, you know, upset about the firing. Cubs, MLB. Cubs fans over yeah. here. Yeah, even everybody. It's a mess. So the whole thing is like you have this debacle. So why just 
didn't go. Why didn't you just go with Ozzy Guillen? Because it was Reinsdorf. We all there was no there was no no ha, search. There was ha, no, no search. Well, here's the thing. You, you, like you said, they they did their due diligence with their uh, affirm it was affirmative action. Uh, yeah, or what, 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 equal opportunity, whatever you want to call it. But there was no search. No. There was Reinsdorf, who, like I said, he's an old man. He was trying to help out his friend, who's also an old man, and, mm-hmm. and he feels he feels bad about firing him. You know, when 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 uh, Larusa was the youngest manager in the league, right? But just of, put him in the front office, give him a paycheck, and tell him to sit down. No, he decided to put him in, <laughs> put him in the dugout <laughs> because that's how he got fired in the first place. Right. So Ozzie would have related better to the players. He would have gave you a shot of energy in, in the dugout and in in the, in the media uh, and a positive moment of going like uh, T, uh, TLR Tony La Russa uh, has the resume but he's loaded he's loaded like a diaper everyone smells <laughs> it no one wants to change it and I guess now the doo-doo's everywhere and it's all over the White Sox organization Oui. yeah uh, I just hope that the players still want to come and play with Giolito Abreu and Tim Anderson and not so much uh, take this as a determined to not play for the White Sox you know with TLR and right now we don't know what's happening with the case uh, because He's been charged, but, you know, I think uh, next and, week or two well, weeks from and, now. And that was the thing is that what we found out was he was charged. He was charged the day before the the signing or the hiring or, or the announcement or whatever right, it was. Right, right, And the the reason why is because... They're so backed up in they're, Maripola. Well, they're backed up because of COVID. Right. And that's what it was. And it's but, the same state that had trouble counting votes. A few moments later. <laughs> let, let me tell you. Well, now here's the thing, though, too, is that when he got pulled over, yes. I think he was... he was Because he was part of the, the Dodgers organization. The Angels. 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 Yes. He was with the Angel, Angels organization as an advisor or whatever the mm-hmm. hell he's been yep. doing the last Front few years. Front office advisor, right. So the thing is, is that he went out. They had dinner. He had some wine, probably too much wine. Mm-hmm. And then he gets pulled over, and he and he pulled the "Don't you know who I am?" Yeah, or, I'm a baseball or, guy. Yeah, or "Don't you know who who I think I am?" This this kind of crap. <laughs> man, get out of here, dude! Like this is this You're is not above an embarrassment the law, all not. the way around. And, and my biggest argument is like, if this was a player that had a pending case like this, no one would sign that player until Absolutely the case would be not. done. At, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So again, you know, this is Reinsdorf. You know, right. talking. So one one thing I did want to mention yeah, is, as now that we're kind of coming around the end of the uh, baseball talk here. Yes. Um. So Darvish. Yes. You know, we had a whole discussion about Darvish. I wanted him to, to win the Cy Young. He did not because Trevor Bauer had a little bit better stats than him. Called but, it. But check this out though. <laughs> uh huh. Darvish did something really cool that he oh, didn't that's realize. Right. Yes, he, he did. And that and that's why I wanted to mention him yeah. before we forget. Okay. So Darvish went on Twitter and he wrote in Japanese. That he was surprised to learn from his agent that he'd be earning an additional million dollars in each of the next three seasons. And what he said, he's going to donate a portion of that to charity because he didn't know that be uh, being voted up in the Cy Young. Get your uh, extra check. Si- yeah, yeah. yeah, getting yeah, Cy Young votes check. or whatever. He's getting a bonus from that. So good on you, you Darvish man. That's an awesome gesture. Um, that shows how humble and uh, um, charitable he is. It's First of all, it was a toss-up. I still would have went with Bauer, but... Darvish was a close, close second. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move over to college football. E, what you got? The Northwestern Wildcats. Go Cats. Remain undefeated with their victory over Purdue. The Wildcats. Go Cats. Moved to 4-0 for the first time since 1996 when Pat Fitzgerald. Go Cats. Donned a helmet instead of a clipboard. It's been a while. It has been a while. We, You know, they looked good. I mean, they... they looked uh, good, yeah. They held on for the win at the end of the game. They won 27-20 to over the Boilermakers. Peyton Ramsey had three touchdowns, one interception, uh, only 212 yards. Um, but, I mean, overall, I mean, they, they looked pretty damn good. They did. And uh, we were we were talking, uh, you know, chatting on text with both games going on. And I, I was telling you, I'm like, hey, I'm actually watching college football. <laughs> and I installed the second TV so I can do that. So I can watch both games. I had both right. games on at the same time. And, and they, they did it was good, fun. They did a good job of spreading the ball around. You had eight players with at least one catch. Um, you had tons of players rushing. Well, let me see. I'm, I'm going to count this off. One, two, th- five, six, seven players of rushing yards. And a high look. Tw- we can't get two on the Bears. Oh, God, it's, it's awful. We, 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 oh, we can if you get, you get the defensive player to go rush for us. Well, we got Lamar Mill. Yeah, that's right. We got Barcavius like, Mingo or Marcavius yeah. Bingo or whatever that guy's name is. But yeah, I mean, cats stay undefeated um, for the first time 
since 1996. So they're going to be moving up in the rankings for sure. Uh, well, they should. Right now, uh, ne- next up for number 23 Northwestern is the number 13 Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday. This will be a true test to see what they can do. Definitely a good test for them to see where they're at. I mean, a number 13 team, ranked team against a number 23 right now. 23. And, and, and that's of right now. We don't know what the, right. the, the ranking, new rankings haven't come out yet. Um, and, and the Badgers just beat the crap out of uh, Michigan. I mean, it's Michigan. This is what I don't understand. We Michigan's 0-3 or we something. We got a lot of Bears fans asking for a hard bar to come and be our coach. No, 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 no. He what loses the big game on? every time. Every time he loses the big game. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. This is wild. All right. Let's move over to the other side of college football. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's go over the border, brother. Let's go over the border to Indiana. Yes, sir. All right. With Notre Dame. That's right, baby. Notre Dame fighting Irish remain undefeated with a 45-31 to 31 defeat over Boston College. I was scared, man. I thought they were going to have the big letdown. <laughs> Especially against Boston College. Yeah, I, mean, I still put I still put my money on on Notre Dame to win. I you know made a small little wager, right? But yeah, they know they came through, so they're eight and zero. Yeah, I mean, look, Brian Kelly gets his hundredth victory uh, with Notre Dame, and the Irish move up to eight and zero on the season. Now, BC uh, notorious gives the Irish fits during what has been dubbed the Holy War. Yes, yes. Over the years, uh, the Holy War between two Catholic schools. You know, I, I got to say that that name is a bit more kind than the old Catholics versus convicts uh, oh. name when, uh, when uh, Notre Dame used to play the U back in the day. And it's not nearly as dirty as ND versus Bama, which uh, some people dub the Catholics versus the Cousins. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it all night long. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> well. Maybe they say, stay away from your cousin. <laughs> you got to worry about touching it, man. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Ian Book, uh, three touchdowns. I mean, they didn't have to sit there and rely on the rushing game this game. Um, Kyron Williams only had nine touches for 37 yards. Um, Ian Book, 283 yards. He had uh, he had 10 rushes for 85 yards as well. So, wow. I mean, wow. you know, they, they hey, they did a good job. They controlled the game, 561 total yards. Uh, even evenly played game, 283 passing, 278 rushing. Um, I mean, you know, fourth down efficiency, two for two. They went for t- uh, four, uh, they went for it on fourth down twice and got it done. Dominated time of possession. I mean, this was just a good game for the Irish. And, and the fear was that there would be a big letdown after that Clemson game. That was my biggest fear, uh, that there would be a letdown just from playing, you know, sunshine. And then... Well, well they didn't get to right, play. Right, but his, they played his team and... Uh, but now, what it looks like, they'll be playing them in the championship yeah, game. Yeah, it looks if, like, if it it keeps looks on. like they're on a fast track to face Clemson in a rematch of their game from earlier. Uh, both teams will easily make the ACC championship game. And Notre Dame will likely face Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine. Sunshine. Next time around. But, you know, it's football, man. Anything can happen. I wonder what the ranking's going to be on. You know, I think they come out later on. Uh, but they were number three. Will they move up a spot? Maybe two spots? Who, uh, Notre Dame? Yeah. Well, they're two right now. They're number two? Yeah. I thought they were three. No, they're oh, number no. two, but here's the thing. The Alabama couldn't play, I think, because of COVID. Yes. So yes, yes, we'll yes, see yes. what happens. You know? right. But then that's the thing. is like I think last week, Ohio State was number three with like two two wins. I'm like, how? Yes. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, like, you know, we, we got some really good quarterbacks coming out of this draft. I don't know if we're going to get any of them because we are the Chicago Bears. I know who's going to get them. My fantasy team. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. Dynasty League. You're, dynasty League, yeah. Target, uh, target Sunshine right away in the first round, bro. Yeah, I might. it looks like I might end up with a third pick, so I don't know. I might miss out on Sunshine. Oh, you got Justin Fields, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Are you ready for some football? It's time for some Bears talk. This is three and out. Yeah. All right, let's get down to it. What a complete and total embarrassment. Six points off the leg of Cairo Santos and a run back by Peter uh, Patterson uh, was the entire scoring of the night. This is embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Early on, the Bears got Kyle Rudolph to fumble. 
Did they do anything with it? No. They just had Nick Foles overthrow Anthony Miller, who tipped the ball, and then it lands back into the hands of the of Vikings uh, defense, who was just sitting waiting for him. And then they promptly score a touchdown. That's what you're supposed to do. You get a turnover and you put points on the board. And the Bears can't do that either. It's a joke. It's an embarrassment. It's a failure on all fronts. We've been saying it from for a couple weeks now. Ted Phillips, all the way down. It's time to go. All right? Strip it down. All the way down to the bones for the offense, coaching, general manager, president. I know the ownership's not going to change. So we got to do what we can with what we got. This offense needs to start from scratch. All right? The whole offensive line got to start from scratch. You got some talent on offense that's not being used. And we said it before. I mean, we want the Bears to win. But when you go to when you when you're five and one and barely winning those games, and then you have a four game losing streak, and you're five and five going into the bye week, guess what? Bears fans are going to be very frustrated, and pretty much we're all feeling like we're done here. At this point, they should have not won those close games, and we'd be I don't know two and seven, and guess what? We'd be in line for a higher draft pick. A four-game losing streak is just unacceptable. Again, it would have been easier to, to understand and to swallow the pill, that hard pill, if we didn't win those games early on. We would have, our expectations would have been a lot lower and understood, hey, this offensive line, garbage. Play calling, garbage. Nagy, garbage. Pace, garbage. And the national news and news uh, media and the papers and ESPN and everybody else is calling us soft and we were upset. Oh, don't call us soft. Don't call the Bears soft. We're five and one. Guess what? This is why they call us soft because we are. We're softer than wet Charmin. All right. I don't see them winning much more after this. I mean, there's really not many games that they can win. Not with this offense. The defense can hold teams to under 20 points, but we can't score 21. Pace, Nagy, Foles, Trubisky, Miller, Ted Phillips. Get rid of them all. Fire them. Don't sign them. Get rid of them. That new offensive uh, guy, uh, defensive guy, offensive line. I mean, uh, we just got to get rid of so many people. It's just embarrassing. The offense, 109 yards from Foles. I mean, you've got to be better than that. You've got to be better than that. Total offense for the Bears was 149. And I think Foles had 106 uh, by passing. Tyler Bray had 18 yards, one for five. He came in after Nick Foles got clocked and then had that hip stinger or whatever it is. Cordell Patterson, 12 for 30 with two and a half yards. Why is Cordell Patterson, Patterson your running back? Use them as a slot guy. You you use them as a decoy. Give Pierce and and uh, and Nall and Miller give, give give somebody else the ball. See what you got. Robinson, if he had any quarterback that was half as good, he he'd be an all star. He'd be you know Pro Bowler. I mean, six receptions for forty three yards and nine targets. Just just embarrassing. Miller, two for 28, seven targets. How do you catch only two passes out of seven targets? Patterson, another two receptions. Ryan Nall, one reception. Cole Komet, one again. Come on, you've got to use the kid. He's big. He's able to make some space. You've got to give to him. Lamar Miller was used in the passing game and not in the running game. Come on. Mooney, you're all you're, you're Pro Bowl Rookie of the Year. You gotta use them. Two targets and two passes for three yards. And Jimmy Graham, zeros with two targets. This is just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing to call yourself a Bears fan at this point when we get so hyped up for this team and they produce nothing. Kirk Cousin was 25 of 36 for 292 with two touchdowns and one interception. Bears and Vikings, they they traded on uh on turnovers. But they scored once they got those turnovers. And that's the difference. That's the difference. If our offense can't score when we have we get the turnovers from the defense, when the defense 
strips the ball and intercepts the ball, and then the offense can't put up points? Are you kidding me? You're going to lose the game. You're going to lose the game. Sacks allowed two to one. So the offensive line got, well, there was a lot of pressure on falls, but he only got sacked twice. This is what kills me right here. Third down efficiency, 18%. You cannot move the chains. Whether it's the run game, whether it's the passing game, you can't move the chains. So the defense has got to score. Special teams has got to score for us to win games. Come on. We're better than that. We are better than that. All right, guys. That's my rant. This has been three and out. Is the first anime manga company to feature characters of color, bringing a level of flair and authenticity to the genre as a whole. With influences ranging from Japanese manga and animation, Western comics, streetwear, hip hop, and various forms of cinema, Noir has created a unique style that can be appreciated by the masses. Check out noircesar.com for more information. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. We have a special guest today. Oh, boy. Yo, my name's Mike. Spell my name right. Y'all got me pumped up and ready like it's game night. Our boy, Mike Logic, on loan from Shine Native Entertainment, is going to come on and talk to us about the NBA draft and who he thinks the Chicago Bulls or balls. Who, who he thinks the Chicago Bulls might go after in in the draft? Uh, we're record, we are recording on Sunday. Draft is going to be on Wednesday, so this is going to be a Thursday morning. We're going to see how right Mike thinks he's it. <laughs> how right Mike thinks he is. Bring out that crystal ball, Mike. What up, Mike? What up, guys? How's, how's, how's everybody doing? Glad to be here with you, fellas. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. We're just excited about this draft and uh, give us your insight, man. What do you what, what do you think is going to happen? Bring out the crystal ball, shine it up. <laughs> I'm so glad that Garn packs are gone and we get to start over. We hit the restart button. The only thing is, you know, Jerry will do Jerry things. Ugh. He's focused on the White Sox side, gonna, so he's not going to be paying attention to the at Bulls. He's not going to bring in a 76 year old. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Phil Jackson? <laughs> Phil Jackson's coming back? Oh, no. not coming back. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. All right, so let's let's uh, focus on the Bulls here. What do you got going with the Bulls? I mean, we got some veterans on there. We got some young bucks on there, and we got a draft with some draft capital. What what, what are they going to do on, on the uh, west side of Chicago? Should we do my top five real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yes. How I think this draft is going to play out? <laughs> Please. All right. I have no idea. Uh, so for the first pick, it's going to be one or two players. It's do the my, the Minnesota Timberwolves see either LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards matching up with D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Now for me, first of all, Anthony Edwards, there's comparisons of him to James Harden, comparisons, comparisons of his ceiling being Dwayne Wade. Yeah, He sounds and looks like he's going to be a stud, a perennial all-star in this league. Very explosive, well built, six four, two twenty five. He's got a he's got an NBA ready body, right? And me personally, I think Anthony Edwards would be the better fit with D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota because Anthony Edwards can be the off guard. Lamelo and D'Angelo, they both want to be ball dominant, right? Right. So I think that's the way the Minnesota should go with Anthony Edwards. Number two and. Let me tell you guys, I am in fear of the Golden State Warriors. I think they are going to come back with a vengeance. Yep. Yep. I think they're going to take the 7 1 big man from Memphis, James Wiseman. James Wiseman. That's right. Another NBA rating body. Comparisons to Anthony Davis. He's taller. He'll eventually get something of a three point shot. They're saying that he'll eventually be able to step out and hit that three. Okay. But if you guys have seen any footage of him, he's huge. I mean, he's a monster. He's seven one, listed at two thirty five, and and he's just a, he was just only a freshman. He only played the one year. So then the Golden State Golden State's roster will consist of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, which people forget about. He's going to be a very good defender right. for them on the wing. Another uh, another Draymond number one pick. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green. Oh, get out of here with that Draymond talk. No one wants to hear about that. <laughs> Back to Draymond. We, we've been we've been over this several times. Yeah. 
Draymond's going to return to all-star form. And uh, James Wiseman. Number three, Charlotte Hornets are going to take the mellow ball. Oh, man. So does that mean you're going to be a Hornets fan this season? No, 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 no. I mean, we, we know, Lakers. We, we you know, know how much you love ball, so I'm just making sure, bro. All right. <laughs> are we editing that out? Oh, no. Oh, no. We've been calling you out for your All love right. of the ball family for quite a while, my friend. Well, look, hey, LeVar is something of a psychic. You know, he, he predicts his kids are going to the NBA before they're even close to NBA ready. And LaMelo is either going to go one or three. So props to LeVar. For so, believing in his kids, it's a little bit more than confidence. It's so foresight. so so far. You have the Bulls staying put at number four. Yeah, Edwards. I don't see, honestly, I don't see the movement that everybody's talking about. I don't see them moving up. And I think, and it's probably not going to make Bulls fans excited. They're going to take the kid from overseas in uh, Israel. Yeah, Denny. Denny. Yep. A lot of I've I've been hearing that All the quite a bit say too. And I'm not going to say I'm smarter than the experts. So I have to go with Denny Agbi on this. And I like Denny Avia. His yeah. numbers don't blow you away, but he's he's six nine, six ten. He can yeah. play point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. He can guard better than people are saying. I've watched footage of him. He can move his feet laterally. So you so okay. you would take him over Obi Toppin. And that's who I'm and when I'm saying move move his feet laterally, that's something Obi Toppin cannot do. Yeah. And that's why I don't want Obi Toppin. Now, Obi Toppin's been compared to have a ceiling of Amari Stoudemire, which is exciting. And he can shoot the ball. He can step out. He's electric in the fast break. But I don't like the way he moves around the court. I'm sorry. He, he looks very boxy. So you don't, see, don't, you don't see the Bulls making any trades to get a it. second pick in the first round? I do, not, I do not see it. I see them staying put. I don't see really any movement in the first five picks, honestly. Okay. I could, could be wrong, but I'm usually not wrong. So I'm going to say the Bulls pick Danny Advia at the number four pick. So let, let me ask you this. So the Bulls already have Laurie Markkinen. Big Swedish kid. That's, that's who has been No, he's from Finland. He's from Finland. Do you think, what, what kind of impact do you think um, Don, uh, Billy Donovan is going to have on Laurie? Can, can we turn this kid into what we thought he was going to be? Laurie likes to fade away if he's not staying involved in the offense. So you, Billy Donovan, and this is something that I had a problem with, uh, What's his name? I already forgot his name because I don't want to ever talk about him again, really. Um, the last coach. Yeah, leave, it, leave it at that, the last coach. <laughs> not even going to say his name. But when you're running the offense and you see Markkinen's not getting touches, you have to call a timeout. Be like, we got to get Larry involved. In Zach is always going to have the ball in his hand. Zach will get his shots. Right. That's where you have to make your teammates better. Hopefully, Zach Levine takes that step this year and makes a Larry Markkinen better. Now, if they get LaMelo Ball, then Zach's going to have to move back over to shooting guard. Okay. And I'd be excited to watch the mellow ball, Zach Levine and Larry Markkinen run the fast break. Not a huge Wendell Carter fan still. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, I I've never, I've field. never been on Wendell Carter. I think his ceiling is very low compared to a lot of guys his size, but now, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but so there's, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. There's two, two names I'm going to say to you, and I want you to give your opinion of what's going to happen with them. Number one being Chris Dunn, and number two being my boy Lionel Richie, Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> I would like for them to find a way to to move Otto Porter yeah, and money. his thirty million dollar contract, but it have you, you'd have to get something worth making that trade for. Now, alluding to the Chris Paul deal, right. it was Otto Porter, Dad Young, something like that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad at that, but no, because draft, you you drop two guys that mellow ball, then you don't make that move. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going to go with this. Like, what's going to happen with Thaddeus Young? Uh, if Otto Porter Jr. is healthy, can he play a full season? And then that's you got you, you you got a bunch of misfits on the rest of the team. You got Denzel Valentine. Uh, you know, Sadarowski's okay. Uh, what's that? Mo- I, Mo- dude, I'm gonna be honest. I almost forgot Saddles on the team. Like, yeah, I yeah. Too. Uh, what is it? It's, Mo- it's Mo- a bunch. Mo- it's Mo- a Mo- bunch Mo- of random. Look, you got you got Sadoransky, you got Luke Cornett, you got Shaq Harrison. I'm not even gonna talk about uh, Cristiano because I don't want to say his last name. Um, <laughs> you got Chandler <laughs> Chandler Hutchinson. There's no fixing that guy. You got Arch. Yeah, we, hey, and we don't know what we have with Chandler Hutchinson yet because we no. can't see enough of him because he's constantly injured. Denzel Valentine. 
if he stays healthy, I think he could be a decent bench player. I think he has value. He could, but, you know, I think he keeps tripping over his own long-ass face. <laughs> and and that's the problem. The Bulls have been bitten by the injury bug for the past few years. Right. With with, with, with the young core, so to speak, that they drafted. What's what? What is your honest opinion of Kobe White? What what do you think he can turn into on this team? Uh, I like Kobe White. I think uh, I think him and I think him and Zach are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, people keep saying that Kobe White's the point guard of this team for the future. I he's disagree. I think he's, I think he's a shooting guard. Yeah, he's a shooting I guard. He, I would love if he turned into Bradley Beal, and then we don't even have to talk about that. Are the Bulls ever going to possibly trade for Bradley Beal because he wants to be reunited with Billy Donovan? If Kobe White's that, we're good. Right, I agree. But I, but I also the most important thing I need to see this year is Zach Levine being the All Star, uh, being the superstar that we all thought he possibly could be. Yeah, I mean, I did the the only thing that was questionable is like he was trying to be clutch at the end, and, and there's points there he was, but a lot of time he was forcing the ball. And he, yeah. again, he doesn't have a lot of a supporting cast. What? What do you? I mean, Zach's basketball IQ is what I I always kind of put into question because I feel like he's got all the athleticism and talent in the world. I just don't feel like he always makes the right, right move. To, yeah, it doesn't make the right decision. Yeah, and to go back to Kobe White and the Bradley Beal comparison, Kobe White's definitely not as good a shooter as Bradley Beal is right now, but. He's not, hey, Jimmy Butler was never a good shooter right? until yeah. he worked on it. So he's got some time. But, but Kobe White's already shown you that he can knock down that open shot that was, or, or that three-point shot. And that was one of the things coming out of college. We wondered, will he be able to knock down threes in the NBA? He showed you that he can get hot and he can knock, knock down shots. He needs to be more consistent, less of a streaky shooter. Uh, but if he turns into a Bradley Beal, like we're gonna we're gonna be good in a couple of years, guys. And you know, and that's the other thing too. When you talk about Jimmy, I mean, he's a complete anomaly. Like to to draft a player like that out of the uh, at, at the end of the first round, and then watch him develop and then turn into a superstar. Yes, yeah. I said superstar to turn into that. I, I have said it on my podcast. He's, you you he's, finally admitted it. He's he's a he's a low tier superstar. Okay, that's still a superstar. Still a superstar. You still, you, uh, still keep, a leader of the lead. Keep throwing he's, shade, he's on bro. That body, he's on that bottom rung. You're hanging on. I'm shocked, bro, because if Idea was here, he, you know, usually you're the one throwing on the cape. So, I mean, for you to be sitting there throwing shade at someone, <laughs> I mean, this is very, very exciting to see you kind of flip. Well, there you go. I'm glad I didn't disappoint this time. <laughs> so, All right, go ahead. I, I do want to ask you something, though, because, uh, you know, we I, I did ask you to come on uh, earlier uh, earlier in the year when the uh, Lakers were in the finals, bro. Uh, but uh, for some reason, you says, well, it's already 2-0. It's not exciting. And, and something very strange happened. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I just didn't want to talk to you because I know how, how you don't like to hear about LeBron, and especially when LeBron's <laughs> doing well. Mm-hmm. So... I, I re- it, it was more for you than it was for me. You mean AD was doing well? You ain't got to gas me up, bro. <laughs> AD was doing well. Hey, who was uh, the, the the MVP of the, the finals? Mm-hmm. By default. No, by default. End of this, end, end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's move it on. Let's move it forward. All right, we got some free agents out there. And uh, after the draft, free agency is going to open up. Who do you think the Bulls should target to round out that roster. We got uh, names like Anthony Davis, which we know he's not going to sign with the Bulls. <laughs> uh, we got, um, what is it, Mon- Montrezzi, Harrell, uh, Fred Montrez Van... Harrell? There's, yeah, Harrell. There's talks that the Bulls are interested in him, and right. I'm a big Montrez Harrell fan. He yeah. averaged 18 off the bench for the Clippers. He was right. the sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Montrez is dope. Um, I don't... How, how much money would it cost to get him here? I'm not exactly uh, sure. But I'm sure whatever the number is, I would not be excited about. Yeah, Fred Fred Van Fleet. Yeah, that's that's oh, Mike's favorite Fred name. Van Fleet, no, yeah. he's getting he's getting big money. He is, he's going to get paid because of that title. But um, with Harold, the thing is, is that he's going to get paid because of that six man. Uh, and he, and you know that's mm-hmm. what happens. Is yep. he, you get notoriety. You get these you dudes get all gassed up when they start making these. Uh, when they get to free agency and they have their free agency year and in, a, in every sport, and then they come out the year after they get that money and they're like, oh, he's you gonna know, be, I already got my money. He's going to be paid to be a starter, though. Like yeah, he yeah, he's going to get starter money. So does that mean to, to get Harold, you're going to have to move on from somebody on the Bulls roster? Gotcha. To make way. Okay, and right now, Larry Markin plays the power forward and undersized Wendell Carter 
at 6'10 plays our center. <laughs> yeah, we know I, marketing can't play center. We know that. I know, I know y'all Absolutely listening. Not. Y'all listening can't see my face, but every time I hear Wendell Carter, I just, my whole face, like, just, <laughs> my neck drops right, to the so, side. So should they sign a big man? Like, well, maybe some uh, Paul Millsap? Uh, who else is out there as a big guy? Millsap's 35, 36. I'd stay away from Millsap. You got Dwight Howard. <laughs> Howard, if Howard's smart, he resigns with the Lakers. That yep. was the oh, yeah, best decision so. that he's made. We know he's his... not smart. Uh, what about Marc Gasol? Another oldie but goodie. How As, old is he really, though? He's he's 35, 36. He, he's, he's near retirement. That's where yeah. he, what What about someone like Brandon Ingram? I like Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's going to get a big contract, though. And uh, I mean, he's a young guy. He's only 23. So... If you can get rid of, uh, <laughs> you gotta get rid of Adam Porter and Felicio, and Felicio. Well, mm. yeah, I don't know how Felicio got his thirty-two million, but you know, that, God bless him. I'm that, not mad at the player. They, got, they had to pay somebody, and they, no, got, the player, they have the to GM. spend the money, right? There's a minimum. So, what about someone like Demar Derozan? I see Demar Derozan. I think he wants to go to a contender. So, coming coming to the Bulls doesn't make a lot of sense for me if I'm Demar Derozan because we're not a contender right now. Mm-hmm. It talks about him going to the Lakers possibly in a trade scenario of some kind. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a bunch of all-stars just to compete with Golden State. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, honestly, I don't think the Bulls get any of these names. Brandon Ingram. Nobody? I, I, Nobody? I think, I think Brandon Ingram, not those names that you mentioned. Bogdan, Bogdanovich? Nope. Okay, I mean, I'll keep throwing them at you. Drummond? Absolutely not. I don't, nah. I don't think the Bulls signing... Andre Drummond. Now, Matras Harrell was the only name where I'm like, you know what? I like his toughness. We need toughness on defense. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I like his attitude. Um, you know, because 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 some of these, I mean, these guards play soft. Charmin, so soft. You, you need someone to do the dirty work because who on the Bulls is going to do the dirty work? Uh, that was the guard packs when they did this all dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say. Right now, for, for for this squad, we find a way to get rid of Wendell. We bring in Montrezl Harrell because Montrezl Harrell is a better player than Wendell Carter. Agreed, agreed. And, and you can play, you can play Montrezl at the center. So yeah. I mean, we we know one one of the biggest uh, struggles the Bulls have is shooting. So what about you know Joe Harris? I don't think they're going to have the money for Joe Harris. Yes, I mean that's or want to pay him the money. I don't think he's I don't think he's on the radar. I I I, I, I I'm I'm interested to see. See, with Gar and Pax, you kind of knew how Gar and Pax operated, right? Yes. You knew that they would sign a Thomas Sadoransky. You yes. knew that they would overpay for an auto porter or take on a huge contract and then just say, well, we're not going to get anybody in free agency. That's why we traded for auto porter. Yeah. And that and that's what they, they kept feeding us the line. Uh, media oh, and everyone says, oh, this is their free agency. This is their free agent pickup. But our tourists and Mark Eversley, who knows? Maybe they'll make a big splash. Maybe they will trade for James Harden somehow. I don't know. I don't want him. I don't want him either. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Why, dude? Like, so you, he, you, but he's here's the thing. Oh, that's cool. I already have a squad full of guys who can't play defense <laughs> and want the ball every time, no matter what. So, how many? Let, let me. He's going to score 40, 50 points on. and we're going to lose. Mike, you played basketball for a long time. You still play ball when you can get out there. So let me ask you a question. Since the beginning of time, has the game changed where they add one, more than one basketball in the game? Or no. is this – oh, and so there's so, so there, you're telling me you're telling me there's still only, only one basketball that can go around so only one player can have a ball at a time? This is breaking news, folks. That's basketball correct. still only has one ball. We already got Zach Levine who hogs the ball. Right. Yeah, well, I would trade, I would trade Zach Levine in a heartbeat for James Harden. Yeah, I mean, oh, if you can yeah. get a, that's different. If you, if you can get a better James scorer Harden. that still can't play the, defense. The problem with the Rockets wasn't James Harden. And you saw their defensive intensity pick up once the bubble restarted. You're like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they could play defense. Look at James Harden out there playing defense. I think James Harden can play defense. I think Doesn't he, want to. Uh, he's very good with his anticipation. He gets He gets steals. My problem is, why do you want to put Russell Westbrook in a corner on a wing and make him a spot-up shooter. Now, mm-hmm. he averaged 27 points, did Russell Westbrook, but you saw what happens in the playoffs. He can't, hit from, he can't hit from the outside. James Harden likes to create, likes to drive to the basket, needs to kick it out to somebody. 
Russell Westbrook is not that answer. No, not at all. All right, Mike. So I know you got a lot of uh, irons in the fire here when you're not talking about basketball. Tell us about your uh, projects. So my, my group, Shy Native, also our, our entertainment label is called Shy Native Entertainment. We've been putting out songs and videos for the past five weeks. We call it Shy Native Fridays, where we'll put a new song and new video out. You can go to YouTube right now, type in Shy Native. You'll see all of our, our all of our videos for the past five weeks. We just dropped our latest one, the intro, and they're available on all streaming platforms as well. If you don't want to watch the video and you just want to bump the song in your car or whatever, you can follow me on Instagram, Mike Logic, M I C L O G I K. I have all the information up there, and a lot of dope music has been put out in the past five weeks. I hope people will come to appreciate it. Yeah, and I'm really uh, enjoying the good one and Ten Toes. Those are my two favorites right now. There you go. Thank you, fellas. We appreciate the support. Yeah, yeah. It's on the play. It's yeah, on we, my go-to work playlist. So I can get all hype going to work. Yeah, we, we had a good time. We dropped by uh by the video shoot a few weeks ago too. Oh, for Tentos, yeah, that's yeah, right. We, we appreciated that. We were we were psyched to see you guys. Yeah, that was that was that was, that was dope. That was a dope game. I think we after we went to go see Jessica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Well, well, listen, Mike. Uh, you know, we we have the best. Uh, we wish you the best uh, tomorrow. You know, we got you got some going on tomorrow, so we're yeah, not we're not gonna day. we're not gonna go too deep into that. But we do wish you well, and we hope to uh, hope to talk to you soon. And uh, best wishes over here from uh, from us. Thanks a lot, guys. And the On That Podcast will be back in a couple weeks. There we so go. Stay tuned for that. All right, Mike. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you in the future. We'll talk some more basketball pretty soon. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, Mike Logic will join us for stirring the pot. Stay tuned. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% to your entire order. That's GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It's that time again. You know what time it is? Yeah, buddy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. <laughs> what do we have today, E? So we got our Thanksgiving edition. We do have our special guest, Mike Logic. We're going to bring him in for this one. Oh, boy. You oh, know, man. It's, I know. It's, Thanksgiving, King. It's, it's turkey time, bro. It's turkey time. Oh, it's, yeah. It's Mike's, November, bro. Mike's stirring it up over there. All right. What you got, E? All right. So this is a big one. This is this happens every year. And there's always a d- debate about it. So we're going to talk about it. Last week, we did the, uh, did the, cran- uh, the canned cranberry sauce, which is <sighs> delicious. Disgusting. It's so good. Yeah. yeah y'all exactly. can yeah, knock it off there. Yeah. <laughs> but here's. So this week. Yeah. We're going to talk turkey. All right. We're talking turkey. We're going right. to talk turkey. All right. Now, now I, I'm involved with both sides of this. All right. All right. So. White meat or dark meat? Hmm. Yeah, you are involved on both sides. I get it now. <laughs> this is all about me right here. This is all me. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go white meat. I'm gonna go white meat. Ooh, Mike, what you got? I'm gonna go dark meat. Yeah, see, okay. Mike's, Mike's correct. Give me some great. Mike's huh? correct. Mike's correct. Just because he agrees with you. No, he's correct because because that's the that's the actual part. You know why I need cranberry sauce is to because you're dry be, ass to, cran- to be able to choke down that white meat, bro. <laughs> choke down that white meat, bro. That's and you. How are you gonna say you like white meat and then you don't like the sauce? You sit there and choke on that meat. Choke on that meat. Because I don't really eat turkey for Thanksgiving. I can't man. wait for them to bring back choke on that meat. <laughs> I think, I think this year I want to try one of those Popeyes uh, fried turkeys. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, can they put it in a sandwich? Arby's. Can, can I just get a. Have you seen two, the Arby's two? commercials with the, the fried turkey? Oh, boy. No, but no I haven't seen that. I'm, I'm saying just give I me, might have to give have me the two. Arby's after this. Give me two pieces of bread and then just that whole turkey in the middle, bro. I've been I've been on a diet and I've been very I've good. had fried turkey and guess what? That's my favorite right now. That's fried why, turkey. I, hey, I've been on a fried turkey. The the uh, <laughs> the white meat actually tastes good. It does. That's why I chose white meat. <laughs> See, y'all mess with ham. See, oh, I all day used to make the ham and the turkey. And that's that's what we have. I I like I like ham. I'm not a big fan of like warm ham. And wait, ham and both you guys don't like pineapple. Hell no. Eh. See. Eh. So that's what I'm saying. I like pineapple you put pineapples on the ham. I like but, I, but I just said I'm. In a, or in a yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I but I just said that I'm not a big fan of like warm ham. Like it's weird to me. Warm. Okay. All right, my you know favorite like, part about Thanksgiving. Have... Forget the turkey. Forget the ham. Let's talk about the sides really quick. Sides. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, our ground potatoes are my thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mac and mac cheese, bro. And cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese number one. I, I, I make really good mac and cheese. Little bacon bits in the mac and cheese. So I, I did this whole thing where I would do, um, I would make bacon, and then chop up some onions. Okay. And then chop and put that in the some of the bacon grease, and then chop up that bacon and add it back in there. And then that that's how I would start my sauce. I had my butter. I started making a roux, and then I started making my my cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, look out for E Rock's cooking podcast coming out <laughs> to the to your ears near soon. We've been talking about food long enough, and yeah. I'm on a diet, so you know I'm getting excited. It's so a one day a year I'm allow myself to uh, go crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna actually eat some uh, carbs for once. All right, let's uh, wrap it up. This was awesome talking some food with you guys. Uh, but we'll talk to Mike pretty soon. We'll keep stirring the pot next week. All right, brother. Appreciate you coming out, Mike. Thanks for letting me talk basketball and food, two of my favorite things. There you go, brother. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening apps. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Spotify and iHeartRadio and click that notify button on Facebook to be notified when we go live. Don't forget, you can also donate to the show as well. All proceeds will go to the betterment of the show. We love you guys. Thanks to our sponsors, Noir Caesar, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Thanks to our Bears analyst, Bill Brown. Don't forget to check out his podcast, Beat the Block, which is available on all major platforms. And shout out to our special guest, Mike Logic, for his insights on the Bulls draft and all things NBA. Shout out to Ronesh, our producer, Jay Soto. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Fi- True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's True CHI Fans. And we're also on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach us, reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach us at true Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For this big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 20. Oh boy. And until then, be good to each other. I love of sports. Yeah. I'm a man. <laughs>